Welcome to episode nine of Casting the Net. Today marks the beginning of a couple episodes where the guys discuss a broad overview of how Catholics think about morality, moral questions, and acting morally. They're going to highlight what makes an authentically Catholic view of morality different from common secular views of morality and also misperceptions of Catholicism. Since the Catholic view ultimately boils down to the virtues, our next couple episodes will tackle those more specifically. So enjoy episode nine of Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, Father Dave here, joined by Rick, and thank you so very much for taking a moment to spend with us as we continue our conversation having to do with casting the net, of being caught into this net of faith, hope, and love that the God of the universe chooses to to send our way and to be able to um, transmit that, cast that net, uh, hurl that net, uh, expand it in the life that we live. Rick, you doing okay today? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I had the chance to be with family recently, which is always an absolute joy. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're speaking about joy today. We're, our topic today is morality. We're going to give you a, a primer, <laughs> a, a brief um, sketch of what morality means for um, Catholicism, for the Catholic, and um, what it means to act morally. Good grief, Rick. You say the word morality, and instantly, <laughs> right, there's going to be this visceral reaction of mm-hmm. some about ruining the parade. <laughs> you know, bunch of Debbie Downers. That's right. <laughs> Here we go again. The onslaught of rules. Yes. Yes. No fun zone. Not really, though. <laughs> it, Let's talk about it. It yeah, is so misunderstood. It is. It is. And I, I think a lot of it is rooted in. Um, we, we have some problematic ideas of what freedom is. <laughs> you know, we, we think of freedom just as being free to do what we want as long as we don't hurt somebody else and of course hurt somebody else is, is a pretty it's a pretty elastic expression yes, <laughs> I mean, it is. what does that even mean but um so if you think about freedom in those terms um morality instantly you know red flags go up because well th- there are commandments involved and commandments do put limits on on what i can and can't do in some sense um but if you make morality if, if we as catholics make morality just about that um it's not going to be a very appealing picture and luckily, Catholics aren't supposed to make morality all about that. For, for the Catholic Church, for the Catholic moral tradition, morality is about um, the pursuit of happiness mm. um, and completion and, and flourishing as a human being, fully, fully actualizing ourselves as, as the sorts of persons we're created to be. That sounds a lot more exciting already, doesn't it? Well, I would think so. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it sounds less tyrannical, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's go back to that freedom comment. I do not think that can be overemphasized. If we're, if we're participating in some sort of a game, there are certain rules and regulations that dictate how the game is played mm-hmm. so that the outcome of winning the game mm. can be achieved. Right. Right? Right. We don't... Uh, change those rules as the game goes on without right. all sorts of understandable uh, disagreement mm-hmm. and objection. Mm-hmm. And although there are 
we use the image of baseball, though we could use any sport. So there are lines that demarcate the field. Yep. Yeah. It makes the game fun. It if allows were, the game to be played. <laughs> if, if there were no rules, if there were no uh, no foul lines, the, the game wouldn't it'd be chaotic. Sure. A, a, a three-year-old will have no concept of what those lines are and will just That's right. <laughs> run wherever the <laughs> ball goes. <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> I've experienced it. <laughs> but as we grow and as we develop, and so too as human persons, as we grow and develop emotionally, spiritually, physically, there are there are boundaries and uh, rules and demarcations that mm -hmm. God establishes for us in the field of play, which is the field of living, which is the, the world of time. Right. So that we can be about exactly what you said, no less than flourishing, mm -hmm. no less than coming to experience the fullness of life for which we've been made. Mm -hmm. And it can only be done according to the design that the creator himself has established. That's right. That's right. And I think an interesting example, um, let's take lying as an example, right? We, we know there are commandments against lying, mm -hmm. but lying isn't immoral because there's a commandment for forbidding it. Mm. There is a commandment forbidding it because it's immoral. So you ask, okay, well, wh why is lying immoral? Well, because we as humans are created such that we can only become what we are through community. Mm. We learn to love in community. We learn to reason in community we learn to we learn to speak in community we worship in community and communities only function if most of the people are telling the truth most of the time <laughs> <laughs> otherwise the community you know most people are lying the community is going to break down uh, so lying undermines something that is absolutely fundamental to a human being flourishing it's incongruent with the pathway to flourish yep and therefore, it becomes a divine prohibition, not because of a tyrannical God who indiscriminately just legislates, but rather with the outcome in mind for this fullness of life for which we have been made to experience and life unending for which we've been made to enjoy. Mm -hmm. With God's grace, yeah. only is it possible. We Correct. acknowledge that and proclaim that. But independent of that, um, there just is no hope. Yeah. And it's a, I, I think it's a pretty commonsensical um, notion, right? I mean, we, we know that God creates the universe with various things in it, and these things have natures yeah. that are set. Yeah. You know, for example, um, there, there are millions of cats in the world, but they all share a feline nature, which means mm. they have basic characteristics that are the same, and they have basic needs of the same. Mm. Um, and to make a happy, fulfilled cat, you need to, to meet those needs. And you wouldn't try to fulfill and satisfy, say, an aardvark <laughs> by, by treating it like a cat. I, I mean, you know, it, it just wouldn't work. Um, the same applies for us. Like, there, there are some things that, that, um, that we need as human beings having a human nature um, in order to flourish and in order to grow. The things, that, um, the things that satisfy those needs are moral. So if we pursue them in an in a, in a, in appropriate way. And the things that frustrate um, are, are immoral. Yeah, the things that frustrate, the things that thwart, the yeah. things that compromise, the things that obstruct. Right. And yet there's so much of that today, isn't there, with, with um, voices of influence claiming to be able to be creator, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. create my identity, create your identity. Right. And to um, 
to hold others to that yeah. standard, yeah. which is pitiful. It is. It is. And, and ultimately, it's, it's, a, it's a path to, uh, to unhappiness. You're never going to be happy going down that path. Yeah, yeah you for need sure. To, you need to, another way to, maybe another way to phrase it yeah, or to think it. about it is, um, and this comes from a, a, a medieval He's just a parish priest and a mystic. But Don't my, say just a parish priest. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that, that, that did sound sort of demeaning, didn't it? Good thing uh, I don't have feelings. But, uh, usually, usually we quote uh, great scholars or great uh, you know, popes. Uh, but he's what parish. did just this parish priest say? Well, you know, Meister Eckert. Uh, oh. You know Meister Eckert. Oh, just, just Meister Eckert. Um, not a lot of people know him, but if, if, you, uh, you know, if you study the Middle Ages, you probably know him. He he's, can be... A bit of he said some controversial yes, things, he did. but um, yes, he did. Uh, but he also had some brilliant things to say, and he he once remarked that a person shouldn't be concerned about what he or she ought to do so much as what he or she ought to be. Wow. Um, wow. And of course, you you become the actions you perform, but ultimately, what what you're doing is you're acting with a, with a goal in mind or wow. you're, you're acting with an image in your head that you're trying to, um, to transform yourself into. And for the Christian, for the Catholic, that's, it's, it's obviously Christ. I mean, he's the, yeah. he's the model. He's the archetype. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, I came across an interesting sort of contemporary example that illustrates this recently. Um, and I'll, I'll preface it by saying, you know, it's, it, I'm not trying to be political when I share this, but there are politicians involved. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know the name James Mattis, you know, oh, yeah. Marine Corps general. Yeah, right. Uh, he served in Iraq. I think he served in Afghanistan. Yeah, too. highly decorated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, leader. Um, very well respected. Um, he was also the first uh, Secretary Secretary of Defense in the uh, the Trump administration. Okay. And in the 2016 election, um, you know, Donald Trump spoke often about getting tough with terrorists, and he either implied it or explicitly stated it. I, I don't recall which, but. Um, torture was would, would be on the table was was the takeaway, mm. and you know fast forward and, and Donald Trump wins the election, mm-hmm. and he wants James Mattis to be his first Secretary of Defense, and so mm-hmm. they bring Mattis in for interviews and to vet, mm. and the question came up, you know, what is how do you feel about torture? Mm. And James Mattis went through a litany of reasons why he was against it, but he landed most emphatically on. We don't torture because of what it does to our soldiers and what it does to our intelligence officers. Wow. And I just thought this that was such a brilliantly Catholic answer um, because what he was getting at is um, when you perform an immoral act like torture, which is immoral because you're you're treating a person as a thing Mm -hmm. to abstract or um, extract information Mm -hmm. from. You're degrading yourself. You're you're um, you're dehumanizing yourself. You're making yourself something less than what you could be and should be. And, you know, James Mattis, I don't believe, is a Catholic, but he's a very learned man. Um, mm. And so he knows these things. You know, mm. he, he knows a lot of classical philosophy, which the Catholic Church uses to express its um, its beliefs oftentimes. Um, but it just it, it made me proud to know that there's there's men like that who, who serve the country. Wow. It was, it was, I found it was, it was a really pretty astounding um, statement by by General Mattis. Yeah, I hadn't. I don't recall that. And I am moved right now in listening to that, that kind of exemplary character that is displayed by those who are truly great leaders, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's not the office that makes the leader great. Sure. It's the character yeah. that they exhibit. Yeah, that's my, my, I was just thinking back, you know, my parents had a sense of that, perhaps not articulating it with uh, philosophical underpinnings, but there mm-hmm. were certain um, 
there were certain people with whom we were not going to associate as kids mm. or certain people with whom we were not going to associate with as, as family. Right. Not demeaning or degrading anybody, but mm. clear boundaries at, at a younger age for me and for my siblings. Mm -hmm. With my parents knowing it wasn't merely the increase in the likelihood of um, bad or dangerous things that may happen in mm -hmm. a more unregulated environment, but the morphing of being into something that was far removed from that mm -hmm. which God created me and my siblings to be. Sure, sure. And especially, in an, I mean, human beings are, are always pretty impressionable creatures. I mean, we, we are shaped <laughs> by things that we maybe don't have a, a conscious grasp of. You think you think Facebook knows that? Uh, or Twitter yeah, knows that? Whole, that we're impressionable beings? Whole other can of worms <laughs> to open someday, but absolutely they know that. Like, they're, like, they're, follow, follow. That's right, yeah. They're, value, they're masters value. At, <laughs> masters at manipulating that. Uh, right, they that, are. That flaw in... Uh, yes, yes. Or that, that weakness that, in human nature. Manipulating, sure. yeah. Um, but especially as kids. And so yeah. that's a pretty sage bit of advice from your parents. Mm. Um, as you receive from your own. Sure, sure. That's right. The boundaries that are in place and yeah. not merely to prevent um, a single bad choice, but yeah. more explicitly to prevent the uh, the escalation mm -hmm. of, of, of becoming someone that we're not created to yeah. be. Yeah, so. and there again, the, the boundaries, the rules, the commandments, they're, they're a means to an end. They're, they're directing us um, along the path to, to conformity with Christ and ultimately union with God. That in contrast to the world, Divine dictates and divine decrees and divine commandments, they're life-giving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they it's, they're designed to help us be free yeah. and not rules that constrict yeah. our freedom. And designed to make us happy, uh, which is not to, to say, you know, happy. imperfectly in this life, but, sure. but perfectly in the next. That, that's not to say that um, the mere act of being just, you know, treating someone fairly is going to make you happy. It's the good that you're directed to beyond that act yes. that, that makes you happy. Yes. The, the, the act of being just in and of itself might actually make you unhappy in the near, the near term. Sure. It might, you, might be, you might suffer for it. You might um, be inconvenienced by it. But uh, the good that lies beyond that act um, that you're directing yourself toward is, is what's going to make you happy. Sure. It's not pleasurable disciplining your yeah. child. Right. And yet the good beyond that their well-being and their flourishing is necessary in that moment for you to love them enough mm -hmm. to exercise justice. Yeah, yeah. And so you can see we're, I mean, we're dealing with very different conceptions of happiness, of what's good and what's not good, of morality and immorality. And so it's, it's, it's important to lay all this out now, uh, one, because it helps us when we're trying to act morally. Sure. I, think, I think the Catholic picture of morality is a lot deeper, a lot more beautiful, it's a lot more encouraging, mm. um, but also when it comes time to share the faith, when it comes time to evangelize, you're going to present a much more appealing picture of, um, you know, the, the Catholic worldview if you, you know, get the Catholic understanding of morality right mm. at the outset and don't just make it about, you know, arbitrary, tyrannical, uh, you know, do's and don'ts. That's but, right. Yeah. Friends, thanks for taking the time to join our conversation. He's Rick. I'm Father Dave, uh, a dad and a priest, earnestly trying to become better fathers ourselves by God's grace. 
knowing that all is possible and hoping that you're going to continue to tune in and, and, and to follow uh, the conversation, invite others to do the same. We're going to continue this conversation about the moral way of life from the Catholic point of view and really looking forward to you joining us. Casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.